How on earth do we talk about hope? One of the difficulties of Christmas, isn't it? And we talked about this in our 8.30 call to prayer, is for some, it's a tremendously joyous, happy celebration of family and good things. But for most other people, you feel like you're watching through the glass with your face snubbed up and you're in the cold and everybody else is having fun. Around the world, sadness is exaggerated because it's a feeling that we're the only one that's sad. In the midst of conflict in Ukraine, in the midst of conflict in the Middle East, in Sudan, in Yemen, in Myanmar, wherever it is, there are children and innocent individuals who are under attack. How do we have hope? We, we've titled this Christmas, Hope is Here, in the, in the manger. And what I want to do is set the scene, and we're going to do a little bit of different elements of hope this afternoon and on Christmas Eve in our services and on Christmas Day. The world isn't getting worse. Our eyesight is improving. The world has always had what is going on. We just know about it. And our phones tell us instantly. And there are many of us who mentally, we can't cope with that. It's too much. It's too difficult. I might feel more inner peace if there were a little more outer peace. It's hard to find peace when we are bombarded with such tragedy. And we have this conflict of whether we should know and care and be praying or whether we should just not know. I would advise turning off the phone. If only I were having as much fun as you probably think I am. We look at the Christmas celebrations and we feel, is it me? It's one of my favourite Christmas cartoons. Battery, toy not included. <laughs> there are just things that are disappointing. It's frustrating. It's not what we hoped it would be. It's never what we thought it was as a child. We've got the battery, but the toy is not included. I want to spend the next month uh, in one verse... Uh, and expound it and explain it and live with it in different ways through all our services uh, and take different aspects of hope. Romans 15, the God of hope. It's a, we talked in, in our prayers and in our worship, people talking about the names of Jesus. And of course, the, the, the names of Jesus are about his character, his abilities, his work, who he is, it's his identity. It isn't uh, what Donald or Bob or Harry or, or Mavis or Mary or whatever it is. It's each name is, a, is, a, is an attribute, is a, a part of who he is. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus meaning saviour, rescuer. Lord meaning our boss, our master. Shepherd, rock. Word, meaning the message to us. Each name of Jesus is a, a, a part of who he is. And here, he is the God of hope. He is the God of hope. What does that mean? It means 
that there is a recognition that this moment isn't good enough. Because hope is about saying something is going to get better. So right at the foundation of our faith is God saying this world is not as it should be. There should not be wars. There should not be poverty. There should not be illness. There should not be death. And we don't come to God and, uh, uh, with a kind of uh, duality of thinking, this world's rubbish, but we're just going to pretend that it's okay with God. Actually, he, he's the God of hope. He's the God who's saying, this isn't how it should be, but there's something better. It will be better. This is the God of the future, the God of hope. He is the God of something better to come, something good that is going to happen. What does that mean? The uh, Lausanne uh, conference said uh, a number of years ago, we have hope, not in the eventual success of what we can do to fix the world, but in the accomplished victory of God through Christ, guaranteeing the new creation of all that is broken that will be made anew. Our hope is that God is going to come again and transform and redeem and restore. And if we are not alive at that point, we will be resurrected into a new full kingdom where there is no more tears, no more sorrows, no more sadness where the old order of things has passed away. That is our hope. Our hope is that this isn't it. Our hope is that something glorious is yet to come. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. How can we have joy? How can we have joy when there is such sadness? What is the invitation the invitation is to receive a gladness that overcomes sorrow, that doesn't deny sorrow, that doesn't pretend it's not there, but give us strength uh, to overcome, a gladness that overcomes sorrow. It is supernatural. It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a recognition and thankfulness for what is, in other words, for the presence of God, for the hope of God, for the care of God, but also for what has been, for the cross, for the resurrection, for the salvation that God has brought, but also for what will be, for the new body, for the new life, for the resurrection that lives despite today a recognition and thankfulness for what is and has been and will be despite today. So the God of hope says, I want you to have joy. Not a, not a, 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 a sort of pretense that this world is fine, but a holding together the sorrow and the celebration. We'll sing later this afternoon and this evening, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And we want to, we hold together, and it's a miracle how we do it. It's a miraculous thing that God puts in our heart, a seed of what is to come, our hope. 
I'm not an optimist. Victor Clavel uh, said this. I'm not an optimist because I'm not sure that everything ends well. Nor am I a pessimist because I'm not sure everything ends badly. I just carry hope in my heart. Life without hope is an empty, boring, and useless life. I cannot imagine that I could strive for something if I did not carry hope in me. And I am thankful to God for this gift. It is as big a gift as life itself. And this God of hope, by the power of his spirit, wants to give us peace, a supernatural contentment, a miraculous thing, a thing that doesn't make sense in the world, a freedom from fear, a freedom from worry and anxiety and all that the world threatens us with. It is a freedom from guilt, a freedom from shame, from low self-esteem, from feeling rubbish because God is with us and because God has rescued us. It is a freedom from envy. It is a freedom from looking out at others and saying, I wish I had what they had. And the God of hope alone is the one that can give this to us. So our well-being is this mixture, this partnership of hope, which is to do with the future, and of joy, which is to do with perspective, that this which is wrong and broken in front of us isn't all there is, but there is better to come, and there is God with us already, and there is salvation delivered, and it is about peace. It is about a freedom from all that has troubled us. God's one and only job description is to turn death into life. That's what God does every new springtime, every new life, every new season, every new anything. God is the one who always turns death into life, and no one who trusts in this God will ever be put to shame. And the prayer is that we would overflow with hope, that it would pour out of us that it would become greater than the sadness that we experience and the grief and the loss and the pain, that it would be greater than the fear that we're troubled with, that it would be greater than the weakness that we have. It's not that we don't experience sadness. It's not that we don't experience fear. It's not that we don't experience weakness. It's that we experience something that overflows beyond it, and it's called hope. I uh, love exploring music, and uh, I came across a um, blues gospel singer, some of you will know, from the 1920s called Blind Willie Johnson. Blind Willie Johnson was blind, and he wrote a lot of songs that, that are, for those of us like me who like blues music or like gospel music, are standards. And I came across his original recordings that are being put out there, and they're very scratchy, and they're not hi-fi, they're very mono. Um, and he suffered. He was homeless. He writes some incredible songs about the flu pandemic of 1919. That's why I got into this guy, because what he wrote about 1919 was exactly the same as what we went through. He talks about schools being closed. He talks about churches being closed. He talks about uh, fear in the streets. Uh, anyway, because I, I wasn't so keen on the mono versions, I go, I've been on a journey of finding covers of his songs. 
I'm going to break into the middle of the sermon. I'm going to play you a cover of one of his songs. It's an acquired taste in music, but I think you're up to it today. Uh, and uh, it's just, to me, this is hope. Trouble soon be over. Sorrow will have an end. Trouble soon be over. Sorrow will have an end. Well, Christ is my burden bearer. He's my only friend. Till the end of my sorrow, he tells me to lean on him. Uh oh, trouble soon be over. Sorrow will have an end. Trouble soon be over. Sorrow will have an end. God's my strong protection. He's my bosom friend. Trouble all around me. Take me in the trouble soon be over. sermon on hope. I'm also fascinated in my journey of exploring all his music on the number of people who don't necessarily share our faith who uh, sing his songs. That was Sinead O'Connor. 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. What does it mean to trust him? It is the action of turning to God and in the midst of sorrow, pain, anger, frustration, resentment, envy, of saying, I'm turning away from that and I'm turning to God. I'm choosing to hope in God rather than myself. I'm choosing to hope in God rather than others. Others are not going to fix me. Myself is not going to fix me. Stuff is not going to fix me. Buying my kids more presents isn't going to fix my family. I am going to trust in Jesus. And obeying his values of kindness, his values of sacrifice, his values of mercy, and his values of truth. I trust his way. I'm a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And hope lies in a completely different way of living. It it lies in the way of generosity, of kindness, of mercy, of grace, of forgiveness. Jesus says, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We see that in our world. And Jesus says, You've heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth, but I tell you, love your enemy. Hope lies in trusting God's ways and following him. And so over the next four weeks, we're going to look at how hope brings strength. That's what we're going to do this afternoon in our carol service. In the main, we'll be singing carols, we'll be listening to our incredible worship group and we'll be uh, listening to them sing and also joining with them in many of our favourite carols but in a small glimpse I want to talk about how hope brings strength Uh, and then next weekend we're going to talk about it how it brings new life how it brings cleansing and meaning that's where we're going to go so do join us this afternoon please do come it's just not as good if you're not here the thing about the carol service is lots of voices. And we want friends to come and hear lots of voices. So do please come back and join us. I don't know which one will be the fullest. Uh, Whichever you can come to will be great. And then on Christmas Eve, we will do uh, a family carol service. So lots of stuff for children, lots of craziness, lots of silliness, lots of things that you wouldn't expect people to do, uh, just fun with children, but in, in, in carols and bringing to life Emmanuel, God with us, the God of hope. And then in our carols and communion, a quiet service of uh, gentle carols and reflection again around this God of hope. And Christmas Day, our celebration at 10.30, as well as our call to prayer. So that's where we're going to go with hope. And I'll ask Joel and team to rejoin me uh, as we pray together. Let's stand. Trouble will soon be over. We put our trust in you. Sorrow will have an end. We bring our sorrows. We bring our hopes and fears of all the years. Place them in your hands. Lord, we ask you to give us a hope that overflows by the power of your Holy Spirit. Will you breathe life into us? Hope. Help us to fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. To look to you in the midst of difficulty. 
You are our hope. You are our living hope. We come to you, Jesus. Amen.